<sighs> My balls. All right, whenever you want to do it, we can do it. Hello, and welcome to Funny Stuff, a comedy podcast about comedy. My name is Griffin, and I'm joined as usual by my brother, co-host, and partner in Zipidity Holden. I 110% literally have my eyes fully open right now. This is going to be another Sleepy Boy episode uh, for, for both of us. I'm also quite tired. But anyway, we are covering Leo Reich's 2023 special, Literally Who Cares, which is available on Max. But before we get into that... Griffin. What is your current hyperfixation? So I don't have a new hyperfixation, but I did go see Sweeney Todd yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah. That's did you awesome. Not, did you not see Miranda post about it? She no, won the I didn't. Tuesday night, she won the lottery to go see Sweeney Todd on Broadway, mm-hmm. and I saw it, and it was pretty fucking good. So wait, did you still go to work today? Yeah, I went to work today, but that was yesterday. I went to go see Sweeney Todd. Did you go to work yesterday? No. Okay. Because we saw a matinee. What day is it? Today is Thursday. Yesterday was Wednesday. I'm so tired. (laughs) There's so much happening. But anyway, I saw uh, Nicholas Christopher as Sweeney Todd because they're currently in... Yeah, I know. I don't you know, know who that is. Yeah, you don't know who that is. <laughs> he's amazing as Sweeney Todd. I'll I'm say sure that he is. If he's a Broadway actor, he's probably good. Um, But they are in between their two big names, Sweeney Todd's. Josh Groban. Josh Groban. And next up is Aaron Tevet. He's going to be playing Sweeney Todd. Weren't in... people upset about that? Because he's a tenor and Sweeney Todd shouldn't yes. be. His, like, yeah, there's I not don't... many baritone vo- uh, roles. I don't know leads. if people were necessarily upset. I personally have mixed feelings about it because one i'm interested to see how aaron devette does sweeney todd because he's a good actor Uh but yeah uh it is just the continuing death of baritone roles in broadway um sutton foster is going to be playing mrs lovett but i saw delaney uh, willwood or something like that west will i can't remember her name but she was fucking phenomenal sure she was an amazing mrs lovett um, and the main reason I wanted to see Nicholas Christopher as opposed to even Josh Groban is because he opts up during Epiphany. What does that mean? So, you know how uh, in Epiphany they have, he has a line that not one man, no, nor ten men, yeah. nor a hundred. Uh, Nicholas Christopher does this: not one man. No, nor ten men, nor a hundred can assuage me. Okay, I see what you're saying. It's an extremely good choice that he... And, like, I heard that and I was like, okay, I gotta see this guy. The entire fucking... It's a very odd production of Sweeney Todd because it's very movement-heavy. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of, like... There's a lot of, like, literal modern dance... Nice. In, I like I like when shows do we- get weird with it. Yeah, you know? it's it definitely gets weird with it. Um, Nicholas Christopher, uh, the entire cast was. Fu- we, we also saw the guy who was playing Tobias that day. It was his Broadway debut that day. Tobias. Who the fuck is Tobias? He's the the Pirelli's assistant. Oh 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 oh. Who was played by Gaten Maserato, but he left Toby. The, to go. Yeah, Toby. Toby. Um, he went to go finish Stranger Things. Yeah, he went to go be in a Stranger Things. 
Um, he went to get strange with them things. Anyways, it was a really good show. Uh, and it's the second time Miranda won the lottery to go see it, to go see a Wednesday matinee. Specifically. <laughs> uh, so I, if you have the chance to go see it for whatever reason, I recommend it. I did something stupid and uh, similar to what you were describing him doing in Epiphany. What? Uh, Tuesday night at my school was karaoke night. Okay, what'd and you do? I, I went and uh, I really love the song, uh, It Could Have Been Me, by the Struts. I do like some, some Struts. What? I said I do like some of the Struts. Mm-hmm. Um, And there is a point where... I don't, I guess it's not, I don't know if it's really the same thing, but the singer in the song, when it gets to like that one part, uh, it's like, I can't hear you. And I'm not doing it in the right melody, but, uh, I can't hear you. And then I don't fear you. Oh, okay. And he like screams on, I don't fear you. Mm -hmm. And I scared the shit out of some people during karaoke (laughs) because I sang that song. And I was singing it very normally, and then I pulled the mic kind of far away from my mouth and full scent screamed it. <laughs> I was very proud of myself because I got someone to jump. Anyway, how about some context? Sure, if you could fucking find any. I enigma of a human being. So, uh, Leo Reich, 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 they say Reich. Uh, I, have, I have Sam Reich on the brain. Um, Don't say more. I said more. <laughs> Uh, Sam Reich doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Uh, Not I, Sam, buddy. Oh, my fucking God. Leo Reich Leo. doesn't have a Wikipedia page. I've been watching a lot of Dropout lately. Like, a lot of Dropout. <laughs> Sam Reich does have one. Leo Reich does not. Anyway, I did find a uh, website called Hey Alma. Uh, with an article titled 18 Things to Know About Jewish Comedian Leo Reich. We're not going to read the whole thing, obviously. Um, but... It feels like a very specific and weird call-out of him being Jewish. Yeah, I know. It feels a little bit weird. Um, let's see. What is the important stuff? He grew up in Islington, a borough of London. His father is a film producer. His mother works in education, and he has two siblings. Uh, he literally went to Cambridge University. Literally. 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 Literally Cambridge. Uh, where he was he literally a, came. Bridge. Literally came. Bridge. Where he became a member of the legendary sketch comedy group, The Footlights. Never heard of them. Uh, they must be legendary in England. Not very legendary then. Uh, before Literally Who Cares, Leo and his friend Emmeline Downey took a two-person sketch show to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival called Manhunt. He came out to his parents as queer during a stand-up set. He came? He came. Out to out. his parents? Uh, he he says that two important comedic influences for him are Lena Dunham and British Jewish comedian Simon, Simon Amstel. Yeah, a little, uh, little ew on that, on Lena Dunham. I don't, I, I don't know who those people are. I don't know who the second one is. Lena Dunham is, uh, she was the person behind Girls, I think the name of that show. With Adam Driver. With Adam Driver, yes. No, no, no. Yes, Family show, only? Yeah. yeah. And she also, if I'm not mistaken, kind of sucks. Um, well, I don't know about that. I don't know. I don't I'm know not about defending. That I yeah. literally just don't know about that. Yeah. Continue. Uh, he. This is not his first special. He had a 
short stand-up set filmed for Comedy Central in London in the midst of the pandemic in 2020. Uh, let's see. He opened for fellow Jewish comedian Catherine Cohen, and he made a late-night TV debut on Late Night with Seth Meyers. Uh, he was nominated for Best Newcomer at the Dave Comedy Awards in 2022. And he wrote two episodes of the show Entitled, which comes to Showtime in 2024. Uh-huh. So. So. This was okay too bad at times. I did not particularly care for this special. This is mid to mid to not great. Mid to boring, really. Mid to boring, yeah. I gave a couple of dry chuckles throughout the special, and that's about it. This, like, I was so caffeinated before recording this as well, like... Yeah, you were, like, fine when you walked in the door earlier. Now you're, like, ready to take a nap. Dude, I'm ready to go to bed, and, like... It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that I was out drinking last night, and it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that I had I still went to my eight o'clock class this morning. It doesn't have anything to do with the fact that I was on campus from eight in the morning to four o'clock at night. It doesn't have anything to do with those things. It has to do with the fact that this thing is a goddamn energy vampire. I have had so much caffeine today, and I was recently caffeinated before we started doing this at like two o'clock i had a pretty big cup of coffee at a meeting and then (sighs) this caused your caffeine crash oh my god dude i i'm supposed to stream later on tonight and i'm gonna push it back even further i'm probably not gonna start until like eight or nine o'clock so i don't know about you but the main inspiration that i actually took out of this special was bo burn Yes, absolutely. I saw I saw this as Jack Whitehall filtered through a queer Jewish Gen Z kid and lots of Bo Burnham. Channeling the Bo Burnham. I saw this as solipsistic nihilism, which with a little queer hat on it. Solipsistic nihilism? I don't think I know what that means. Solipsism is very Descartian. It's uh, it's like the idea that the only thing that you can know for certain is yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's the only thing you know is true. That you are. That everything else could be nothing. Solipsism. Look it up. In the Bible. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it's it's the idea that because you are the only thing like it's the it takes the idea I think therefore I am and kind of fucks with it and makes it very like nihilistic essentially where it's like I think therefore I am I can only know for certain that I think I cannot know for certain that anyone else thinks therefore I can only know for certain that I am real and everything else around me may not be. I do not think, therefore I do not am. Yes. <laughs> um, but it is, it felt very solipsistic to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also was very nihilistic. Yeah. And it was like satirical nihilism, but satirical nihilism is still nihilism. And I don't like nihilism. I have a big problem with nihilism. I think uh, nihilists are annoying. I am a nihilist. 
Yeah, but you're a fun nihilist. <laughs> well, you know, not to get... Welcome to philosophy stuff. Uh, I, I consider myself an existential nihilist, which is life has no inherent meaning, but we make... The, so we have to make our own. Yeah, existential nihilism is fine. It's just plain, you know, bread and butter nihilism, where it's like <laughs> nothing matters, therefore I will do whatever I want. I think those people are assholes. Mm-hmm. Because if you're like, well, nothing matters, so why not just, like, punch this person in the face? Nothing matters, so why not kill this person? It's like, things do matter, bro. Like, there's no... Yeah, I agree with the existential nihilism. There is no inherent meaning to life. You have to make your own. Nothing matters, so be kind. Yeah. Nothing matters, so be kind. Nothing matters. We're all going to die. Eat the hot dog and don't be an asshole. <laughs> um, But, yeah, this was... It, it was... Now, I I think that the wider trope of, you know, our generation and younger, you know, the, the er, or old, old as hell uh, Gen Z to extremely young millennial, I think any kind of, most kind of adopted nihilism makes sense. Yeah. And, so- and, and that was a big theme in this. In this special that, like... I understand nihilism, but I think it is just so annoying. Because, bro, if all of us, Gen Zers, me, I'm an elder Gen Z, and you, the young millennials... Or extreme millennials. The young millennials? You're not Gen Z, bro. It depends on where you put the cutoff. I'm putting the cutoff into... uh, You're not Gen Z. Okay? cry about it bitch <laughs> i bet mean, i don't care um i don't care it's fine i don't care but if millennials and gen z really welcome to philosophy stuff because what i'm about to say is not funny it's but it is very philosophical um and a little bit angsty if we give in to nihilism then the boomers win <laughs> No, that is funny. What are you talking about? (laughs) The boomers win, and we can't fucking have that. We give in to nihilism, and we are fully going to fuck everything. Yeah, a better world is is possible and necessary. Yeah, we don't give in to nihilism, and we won't fuck everything up. I'm not even... I'm not saying that we should be nihilists. I'm saying that it makes sense, just because of how the whole world is. I get it. I was having a life conversation with some friends a couple of nights ago. And I heard someone say, we're fucked, life doesn't matter, just get su- as sucked off as possible. <laughs> it was me, I was the one who said it. <laughs> but, I st- and I do stand by it. We're fucked, life kind of sucks, just get sucked off- as sucked off as possible. Um. Anyway, back to the fucking special. Do we have to? Can we just talk, can we just be sad? No. And talk about life? No. I I really had a great chicken salad rant wrap today, and I want to talk about that more <laughs> than I want to talk about this special right now. Anyway, um, I there were I know I said like uh the the the, the kind of impending doom of uh the fucking planet is a theme of this special, uh, but there aren't like many bits it's a lot of like kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall to be fair there is kind of a clear arc of things Mm -hmm. and i do think 
I do. This might sound like an insult. I do think that this is extremely musical theater. Because in a lot of cases, he followed the first rule of musical theater, which is when the emotion becomes too much, you sing. Because he did burst out into song. Can I say something? You're going to say something? Can I say something? What? He is the worst kind of theater kid. (laughs) How so? We just watched what we just watched Mm -hmm. for like an hour ten. And you're going to ask me how? Well, yeah, we watched it. The audience may not have, so explain your point. (sighs) Okay. I feel like a lot of us know how theater kids are. Some of you probably are theater kids listening out there. Actually, I know for a fact some of you are theater kids out there (laughs) listening. I said I've been told several times by people that I thought were friends that I give off theater kid vibes. Ooh. This is coming from a a lifelong theater kid. Yeah. It's fine. It's hardly showing up on the capture, which means the noise gate should probably take care of it. Okay. Um, which did insult me to my very core. <laughs> um, I do know more musical theater than the average bear because I was friends with theater kids for a very long time. And are currently friends with a lot of theater kids. And, you know... Theater kids have that weird, you know, a lot of them are weird. And you're related to two theater kids, too. Mm, one and a half. <laughs> <laughs> they, theater kids obviously are very strange, typically. Mm. But a lot of them have very high self-esteem. Doesn't Chris Fleming, didn't Chris Fleming make like a whole sketch the on self-esteem YouTube about... Tower of Terror. No, that's kids who drink coffee. Oh, it's kids who drink coffee. Kids who drink coffee are just as bad, though. Okay. Like like a, a sixth grader who drinks coffee every day. Gotcha. Okay. They're okay. the worst kind of human being. Continue. Continue. Um. But like that, they are like the peak of of confidence mm-hmm. with with like. I don't want to say no social skills because they do have social skills, but very strange like socialization mm-hmm. rather than anything else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they are just kind of in their own little world. They're very self self obsessed, and theater mm-hmm. kids are very not in their own world, but typically are very engaged in their own kind of actions, and they're they're very focused on that, mm-hmm. which makes sense. All of us really are, but theater kids are like not really shy about it, right? The worst kind of theater kids are very solipsistic. They have that kind of thing where it's like, well, yeah, I'm a really good performer and I feel, you know, and this, this, and this. And like, I'm, of course I'm funny because I'm me. Mm-hmm. I'm a good mm-hmm. performer because I'm mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I'm great. It's very narcissistic and very solipsistic. Gotcha. And, and this was an hour and 10 minutes of that kind of person. This was an hour. Basically, what we just watched was an hour and 10 minutes of a theater kid just jerking his dick off you know what i i don't know that i would put it quite as harshly but you're not incorrect or playing goodbye horses goodbye horses i think that's a good note to hit the second half of this episode (laughs) no more horses all right let's go to ads 
here's ads. And then I said, I can believe it's not butter. <laughs> My friend was telling me that he wanted to make a podcast and he can't figure it out. Like he's never heard of Anchor. Anchor is the best way to start a podcast. It's free to use and provides recording and editing tools you can use straight from your smartphone or computer. When you upload to Anchor, they distribute your podcast to many platforms such as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And, with no minimum listenership, you can make money on your own podcast. Make your own podcast with the free Anchor app or by going to anchor.fm today. Ads done. I don't like burnt chocolate. It makes me angry. We're back. <laughs> Confused highway fetishist gets off on wrong exit. <laughs> now we're back. I hate that. <laughs> that makes me really need to take a nap now. <laughs> I'm going to go to sleep, and then I'm never going to wake up again. Uh, So, Holden. No. No? No favorite, no least favorite? No to both of your questions. No to both of your questions. I reject your questions. Okay. Anyway, um, what was your Griffin? Yes. What was your favorite? I didn't have one. What was your least favorite? Uh, We're speed running this episode now. <laughs> he did have one joke where he said something about how uh, your early 20s in the modern day is less navigating the dating scene and has a lot more. Looking up death tolls than you imagine. That, which, one, that was a funny one. That was pretty funny. Other than that, like, yeah, it was just some dry chuckles here and there. Like, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm a little too much of an old man for this special. I don't know, because I'm around this dude's age and I hated it as well. I think you're, I don't know if you're exactly his age. But I think he's a little older than me. He's. Or younger. It was 2023 and he was 23. So you're definitely around the same it's age. It's 2024, and I'm 23 right now, and I'm going to well, be he, he, the, the special was recorded and released in 2023, and he was 23 at the time. Now it's 2023. If we say the word 23 again, I'm going to shit in my own pants. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I felt myself being a little grouchy old man, but maybe that's just because I had a long day yesterday, I worked today, and I'm just... It's the end of the week, and I'm tired. So no, this is boring and not really that funny. So also that it, it, it was. I don't think that. you're that off base, buddy. <laughs> and I'm honestly disappointed because I I saw this extremely visibly queer person doing this special, and I was like, oh, cool! I'm excited to check that out. Hopefully, that's good. And it just wasn't. I'm fine with it, in all honesty, because it's like. You know, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I don't think it's bad queer representation, but it is very funny that like, it's good to have like big idiots because I think it helps normalize people. Yeah. Oh yeah. He did another good joke about how like, uh, I want, I come up here and I want you to understand that if you're queer, that's normal, but that I'm queer. That's special. Yeah. Which is a pretty decent joke. Well, what, what I'm trying to get at is, like, with a marginalized group, and I don't know if everyone agree, would agree with me on this, but 
it, a marginalized group representation is important and real representation of what people are actually like is very important. Mm-hmm. So you need characters. And I mean, this was very much a character kind of moment. Right. But you need characters in like media or representation in media in general of marginalized people who are, are not exceptional. Are not exceptional. Mm-hmm. They don't need to be terrible. Because if you only see that, then that's going to be a problem. Bad representation. It's bad representation. But in the same way, if you only see, you know, because gay people in a lot of media are magic. Right, yeah. Like, there's that one um, episode of The Simpsons, I don't remember where, Homer makes a friend and the guy turns out to be gay. But the guy is also, like, a genius and he's like so smart and like it's like hollywood is afraid to make gay people look stupid right or strange but a lot of gay people are weird and stupid and and a lot of gay people are really fucking stupid (laughs) i know a lot of stupid gay people so holden i don't like the grin you have on your face out of 10 stupid gay people what would you rate this special i give it like a four i'm gonna give it a three Okay. Uh, it's it's fine. I'm sure somebody will like it. I'm sure some people younger than me will enjoy it. And, you know, hopefully this gives some kind of hope and aspiration to a young queer kid. Maybe, you know, they see this and they're like, I want to do comedy. And, you know, I'm not going to try to take that away from them. I just did not enjoy this special that much. It's, it is extremely okay. I just found it kind of off-putting and a bit annoying. I just didn't think it was very good. Also that, yeah, it just wasn't very good. But I gave it a better rating than you. Yeah. Anyways, that brings us to the end of talking about the special, but before we go, do you want me to handle it? Sure. Do you even remember what we were gonna what what funny this week was gonna be? Yes, I do. Okay. I'm not a fucking idiot. Griffin. Well you're tired and your brain might not be working. My brain never work. <laughs> okay. Set me up again. But so that brings us to the end of talking about the special. But before we go, Griffin, what funny this week? So we had our holiday party uh, this past weekend, candle nights in January. In ja- in January, the end of January. Um, and uh, we have our secret Santa gift exchange with all of our friends, and our friend Stephanie got my girlfriend Miranda for secret Santa, and there was a two part gift. The main part of the gift was, like, a sticker and a long Furby, which is something that Miranda surprisingly did not own at that point. And, like, one more thing that I can't remember. But before that, she was like, hang on, I gotta set up your gift. And we were like, what the fuck are you talking about? And she's like, there's a multimedia part to it. And she hands Miranda a little box. Be mixed media. Mixed media. She said multimedia, but it would be mixed, mixed would be, media. Yeah, anyways. Um, she handed Miranda a little box and was like, hang on, hang on. Okay, now you can open it. And Miranda opened the box. It was that picture of Josh Hutcherson from the fucking edit. The whistle edit. And and, she, and Stephanie started playing whistle on her phone. Which was is ex- genius. Miranda very, had, I don't, very funny. I don't know if Miranda's been obsessed with that or not, but like it is extremely... It made a huge resurgence. It made a huge resurgence, and Miranda... 
always found it funny. So, so to have essentially been Rickrolled in real life and to have watched that happen was truly magic. That is just what, that's just it was, it was way of Rickrolling now. It is, it is. I saw a video on Instagram and I did send it to Miranda. Excuse me while I was yawning. I saw a video game on, in video, <laughs> I'm having a stroke. I saw a video on Instagram of someone making pancakes and when they flipped one they made like it was like a normal pancake and they edited it so when the pancake hit it like splatted and it it was it was the pancake art of Josh Hutcherson in that photo <laughs> yeah. and the whistle saw and whistle started playing and I saw that and I immediately it was like three in the morning I think when I saw it. and I was like I have to send this to Miranda I don't care that she is, is definitely asleep right now she's gonna wake up and she's gonna see it and then when I woke up at like noon the next day I checked my Instagram messages and it was just a message from her saying, fuck you. <laughs> I I like the Josh Hutcherson edit. It is very much a Rick rolling. Uh, it's turned into a Rick. Roll. It's turned into a Rick roll. Cause it wasn't great. back then. Cause it was just, it was just, it was, an gen- S- it was just edit. a fan cam. Yeah. Um, like an AMV though. I, of course I will always be a fan of the classic Rick roll. If you can manage to do that to me in 2024, you have my respect. If you really want to piss me off, trick me into watching the Skyrim opening. <laughs> that sends me into a violent rage. I love uh, so, so much. I love the fucking... Uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but the Twitter conversation where it's like the YouTube Twitter tweeted like, share some of us, share with us some of your favorite YouTube videos. Someone sends a link. And then YouTube responds to that link saying, did, did you just fucking Rick roll YouTube? <laughs> and then it's that it's that meme format of Michael Scott from The Office when he's, like, shaking hands with his boss when he was, like, young. So he has, like, a mullet. Uh-huh. And it's, like, that one guy, the internet, <laughs> respect. I think that's very funny. I would love to Rick roll YouTube one day. I don't think I can ever do it, but it'd be very funny. Anyways, that brings us to the end of yet another episode. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. We hope that you were able to laugh at us, if not laugh with us. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, great thoughts, personal epiphanies, requests, and recommendations, feel free to reach out to us at funnystuff.pod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at funny.stuff.pod. Holden, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at donutdaddy, donut underscore daddy. You can find my poetry project on instagram at poetry pity party you can also i stream on twitch usually on thursdays usually pretty late um my usual start time these days is around eight o'clock and i stream until i feel like it so usually eight to twelve sometimes eight to two sometimes eight to eight thirty <laughs> <laughs> And we will be back next week with Chris Rock's Outrage, which is available on Netflix. Once again, thank you so, so, so much for listening, and we will see you next time on The Clown Show. Bye-bye.